Hey, it's Tanika Bruce, also known as Coach Bruce or the Network Nurse. I'm a registered nurse, an author, a leader, a doctoral student, a wife, and a parent. Join me on this journey to discuss nurse X's and O's from nursing to networking. With my experiences, failures, and lessons learned in leadership, business, and sports, my hope is to positively impact your life by challenging you to chase after your goals with relentless pursuit. Let's aim to achieve success beyond your wildest dreams. Have you ever sustained injuries during a shift? Or have you ever felt pain after standing for long hours? How do you address backaches after lifting patients? Well, today's episode, we're going to talk about different health risk factors that nurses are exposed to, specifically while on duty. And in a previous podcast, we discussed how we can combat burnout and mental exhaustion. This time, we're going to look into detailing a few health hazards, some of which are often overlooked, especially in our nursing profession. Now, we can increase awareness about our healthcare heroes and also motivate our workplaces to step up the measures to help avoid or at least minimize workplace health risks. Now, every profession has its fair share of risk and concerns with regards to workers' safety and health. Even an office employee who sits the majority of the time can be at risk for unsafe situations. And nurses who are always in action are obviously not spared. So you take a look at patient rounds to addressing specific patient needs. Health threats just kind of lurk and are ready to strike anytime. Now, one of the most common injuries nurses suffer are strains and sprains. We have this repetitive overexertion due to just repositioning patients, being on your feet for a long time, stretching, bending, transferring patients, lifting equipment. We also have pushing wheelchairs and performing procedures that require uh, a great physical effort. Usually these things kind of cause musculoskeletal injuries. In fact, a study revealed that nurses experience these injuries at a higher rate than nurses in the construction industry. And I, I thought that that was very interesting. And some of these cases are severe enough that they were required to take a leave just to recover. Now, another serious health risk we're gonna tackle is nurses' exposure to communicable diseases. Nurses' exposure and contact with patients places them at a higher risk for infectious diseases compared to other professions. Some even contract viruses due to improper handling of the disposable of contaminated sharp objects like needles or scalpels or even glass items. And so this remains to be a top concern among nurses as transmission of infection also can lead to critical illness or ultimately an unreasonable death. Hepatitis B, let's talk about that. It's one of the most prevalent work-related infectious diseases. While blood is the major source of the virus, its presence in feces and saliva and semen and other bodily fluids continues to pose a bit of a threat. And when we look at transmission, that can occur after a contaminated needle or sharp instrument. Whenever that breaks into the skin or comes in close contact with the mucous membranes, there's a risk there. 
then we're talking about hepatitis A, hep A. Meanwhile, it's transmitted through food or water and also from close contact with an infected person. So proper frequent hand hygiene and washing is the most important preventative measure against this kind of disease. Now, another virus, HIV, is probably one of the most feared work-related infectious disease. Now, although it's pretty much spread through just sexual activity for the most part with any kind of infected partner, it can also be spread through blood and certain bodily fluids such as semen and milk, maybe uh, breast milk if you're working with uh, mother baby or something like that. Uh, and there's a study that's revealed that there's such a low chance of HIV transmission through just these accidental uh, percutaneous exposures with contaminated needles and also medical instruments. However, still uh, something that we have to be aware of that we are exposed to. Now, another virus that can be um, just something that we really uh, fear is basically rapidly taking over the world since December of last year. And that's SARS-CoV-2, the newly discovered strain of the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. Now, the spread and rate of transmission as a respiratory illness has really just forced nations to wear face coverings, uh, just to kind of contain the virus, which is spread when an infected person coughs or sneezes or simply speaks or breathes heavily. So this is why physical distance um, of at least a meter is highly encouraged in order to just prevent the virus from carrying those, those liquid particles. And we're not going to get into the science or uh, the specific details of it all, but understand that these things are getting into the eyes and the noses and also the mouths of susceptible people. And that's something that nurses have to be aware of. Now, as much as civilians try their best to do these measures, think about nurses on the other hand. Nurses kind of have no choice but to combat the virus head on. And with only PPE or personal protective equipment serving as their physical barrier against this direct contact with any kind of suspected or infected patients, nurses and other frontline healthcare workers are much more at risk of contracting COVID-19 than the rest of the population. And to make matters even worse, this unprecedented pandemic has not just overwhelmed, but it's actually disrupted the healthcare system across the globe. Yet alone, the influx of coronavirus patients, and I'm talking about the protocols that you have to observe once someone becomes this suspected carrier of the virus. So just imagine for a minute, think about a nurse who after caring for a COVID-19 patient, um, they eventually display signs of the disease. Now, he or she is going to be placed under mandatory quarantine for days and then sit back and await the results of the swab test. Now, if the nurse tests negative, which is good news, then they may go back to work to their normal routine. But in this case, think about it. That means getting exposed to the virus and those patients that may be suspected of the virus once again. 
Now, if the nurse tests positive, then that's more days that they'll need for recovery, assuming that their condition is not that severe. These, both of these scenarios cause a critical shortage in the number of nurses and other frontline workers that are serving hospitals. And in effect, the people that remain to be healthy, they're forced to render more hours at work. So it's kind of a trickle effect in the fact that uh, a profession that's generally understaffed, which we've talked about in other podcast episodes. So now the cycle just repeats itself. And so you're already understaffed and then this creates more of an understaffing problem. Now, another health risk for nurses uh, revealed in this analysis is their exposure to radiation while holding patients who might be undergoing radiographs and directly caring for patients that undergo nuclear treatments. That toxic exposure poses a risk to nurses' health as they prepare and maybe administer drugs and agents themselves. So research showed that some agents also have been associated with these mutagenic or carcinogenic effects as well as the adverse effects such as irritation maybe of the skin or the eyes, even mucous membranes, especially if they're improperly handled. Now that's such a small case, however, that's still a risk. So in general, nurses in so many settings are exposed to a fairly large amount of health hazards through the job's physical demands, unavoidable contact with patients, and also these environmental conditions. I think what's really important right now is aside from practicing self-care, nurses should be given adequate protective supplies and also financial support as well. I mean, that's the least that our workplaces and authorities can do to really express how they value key workers, especially during these trying times. And so many of the places have already adapted this, which is great. However, getting everybody on the same page is very important. Now, my podcast has several entries in relation to this topic. We tackle how nurses can remain healthy during overtime shifts. We also look at another episode where we explain the dynamics of stress and anxiety among healthcare workers. So go back and check them out. You can find them all here on Nurse X's and O's podcast. Hopefully you guys liked today's episode. My goal is to be of help to you in making even the slightest change in your life through this podcast. And if that happens, then that's achievement enough for me. And I'd love to hear your thoughts make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That's very important. And also connect with me on my social media pages. And if you want to know more about me, please visit TanikaBruce.com. Now, there's always three things that you need to do in between now and the next episode. One, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Two, know when the next episode will be. And number three, win your day.